Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. However, you like to do it indoors, outdoors. In the gym or playing the field, you know that being fit comes with benefits. At Lifestyle Sports, we have the sportswear for you. Brands that turn you on. Innovation that gives you the edge and no strings advice. So you can choose life with benefits. Style with benefits. Sports with benefits. Your life, your style, your sports. At LifestyleSports.com. It is episode 38 of the pod, which has, for a number of reasons, been a very, very long time in coming. Yes, we are the uh, Wasps end of season party boat of consistency. We? <laughs> we'll talk about that again in a minute. But <laughs> thank you for your patience, everyone. Although I reckon the gap between the last pod and this one is still shorter than the time it took the TMO to decide whether Keith Earl should have a red card on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, or Sunday, was, whatever day. It was. It's only it's only been weeks as opposed to it months. Has, yeah. So, so yeah. we'll talk about that later <laughs> on. Despite our inability to deliver content on anything resembling a consistent basis, I consistently remain Lee Calvert, the editor of Mud.com, and as per usual, he is. I, I still am Josh Gardner of RugbyShirtWatch.com. And this does its very best to continue to be your sweary pipe bomb of rugby knowledge. We do. Um, we try. We do. This week, we'll review the Rugby Weekend, uh, reveal a person who amazingly has voluntarily stated that they like Austin Healy. I am truly, genuinely baffled by this, but um, yeah, we'll get to yeah, this. We'll, oh, yeah, we'll check up just how shit Zebra are this week on their ever-increasing effluvial scale. Spoiler, they're really shit. Yes. Um, and we'll award some shit good ratings as per usual. We and shall. And we'll add another incident into the You Dirty Get bucket of infamy. Can't uh, wait. You can get in touch with the pod on uh, at Blood and Mud, or you can get in touch with him over there. Uh, either at Josh Gardner or at Rugby Shirt Watch. Apparently, it sounds like I say Rugby Shit Watch. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to make sure to enunciate my R's a little bit. Although, 
That does sound like a brilliant idea for a it website. It does sound. It does. Yeah, I mean, it is. I can understand why they've made this mistake, but yeah, no. There's yeah, an that's R a Facebook that. page way to happen, isn't it? Hey, shit, <laughs> shit, just nominated every week. Thank you once again for your patience with us. It's been a number of factors. I was crippled last week. Josh wasn't well. Then no. we were meant to be interviewing a very high-profile rugby player, and it didn't quite happen through no fault yeah, of our own. Yeah, that was kind of a nightmare. Um, but we'll hopefully have something else going on at some point. Um, mm. And thanks again. And thanks again for your reviews that have been coming in. Uh, reviews like this one from Dion Haywood saying, "I'd give them five stars, but they keep banging on about leaving a review." <laughs> <laughs> But has said we're decent and professional enough, which I suppose yeah. is, is all right. It's kind of like Schrodinger's ratings, isn't it? It's like, is it, is it, is it a, a five-star rating? Is it a one-star yeah. rating? I don't know. And uh, It's a four-star rating, actually. Oh, oh well then. So we've lost enough. a star for banging on about reviews, which we've just done. <laughs> and also, oh, YBT23 well. said, Funny blokes who love the sport, don't mock the Pro 12, just curse them. A lot. Well, in uh, fact, I think I, I curse them. Our cursing is is non-denominational, isn't it? In terms really? of leagues, yes, we're a very yeah. Catholic approach to our Catholic with a small C approach <laughs> exactly. to our cursing. Um, mm. He also says, which I and I respect that, but please just stay away from Leinster. I'll pay you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that does sound like an, an arrangement that I could. No, well, problem. we're I looking for we are looking for pod sponsors always. If you if anybody Indeed. wishes actually if anybody wishes to send us some money so we don't curse their team, yes, that is that something will, that we have absolutely no scruples that, about whatsoever. Yeah. I have a price. It is not a lot. So, yeah. Right then, so let's crack on. First of all, let's... Uh, thanks for the reviews. Thanks for your time. First of all, let's have a look at some news, shall we? First of all, Chris Ashton is off to Toulon. Yes, and I think this is actually probably quite a good... I've had a couple of to and fro's with people on Twitter today basically sort of saying that he's a shit house and that he's, you know, a coward and he's fucked off and all this thing. But I, I think it's probably... It's quite good really isn't it i mean on a purely for potential for genuinely fantastic theater level chris ashton murad bujalal put those two together yeah. and throw mike ford in Throw there mike as well. ford in the mix just oh it's brilliant sign somebody dodgy from rugby league yeah i mean i'm not seeing a downside at all uh, I did like the Telegraph came up with a headline on this saying uh, words to the effect of his England career is all but over with the move to Toulon. It's like, yeah, because it's the move to Toulon that's rendered his England career well, exactly. all but and over, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why I think good for him. Like, he's taking the hint because yeah. he's got... Because successive England management structures, and let's not face it, England fans over the last few years have basically told him that he is not welcome in a white shirt anymore. And con- and contrast that with someone like Danny Cipriani, who equally, it's never going to fucking happen, mate. Mm. But he will not take the hint that it's not going to happen. And he keeps plugging away and tr- thinking, if he just tries a little bit harder, maybe he'll get... But he won't. Yeah. He never will. So yeah, so And it- Ashton's just gone, I'm the best winger in England. They still don't want me. You know I'm what? off to earn I- a fortune. Gonna- in the sun. Yeah, I'm good. So, yeah, well, he probably won't be earning that much more than he is now, really, because he's on a decent wage at Saracens, no doubt. But, but yeah, you know, living near Barnet or living. Well, yeah, the Mediterranean is quite nice with its three hundred days of sunshine every year. It's not year, bad, isn't is it? it? It really it's isn't not, bad. But it's not Wigan, is it? So, <laughs> uh, yes, other northern stereotypical <laughs> towns are available. The, yes. uh, the, the 
Yeah, it's not because the military is a lot he's gone. As you said, he's seen a right on the wall. And actually, he's, he's probably more looking at the reason why his career's over is his non-selection and his, his uh, sometimes penchant for chomping and fish-hooking. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and we've, we've discussed before how sort of a lot of his issues kind of get overblown and get slightly, you know, taken to hysterical levels of stuff. And then just, he probably just wants to be out of the spotlight. Like, he can do, he can just go and play rugby in Toulon and he yeah. won't have the English let... press constantly and the English fans just constantly on his back about every little thing that he does. Because he has got a bad temperament. We know this. He probably knows this. But you'll probably get away with it. Yeah, but in France, he'd be like the best behaved player in the league. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is a man where Delon Armitage went and. Oh, imagine if he was he still there. Got... Can oh, you God, imagine? Brilliant. Those on two line. wings. One wing it's in, like one wing out. Those Delon. two, and then Lee Halfpenny, the really nice boy in the middle, <laughs> just going, lads, could you just not. For like. Oh. Sorry about them. Oh, can you imagine the the, the vocabulary <laughs> chops in that go on with with Ashton and Delon Armitage in the same team? You wouldn't know which one to punch first, would you? Delon well Armitage is definitely worse than Chris Ashton. I'm throwing that out oh, there right 100%, now. Oh, hundred percent, yes. Uh, on every level, definitely. Because Armitage is calculating with it. I think Ashton is just an idiot. There's difference. Yeah. There, there's no. There's not really an impulse control problem with Delon Armitage. He's just a bit of a shit house. Leaving aside that, then um, mm. I'd like to discuss the Wasps players' boat orgy. <laughs> and why not? For those of you who may not have seen this uh, this week, it happened in the summer, I believe. This the incident, but it's only been reported yes. by the Mail this Sunday. Yeah, basically, what I think it was is that there was because there was some some rumblings about something that had gone on at an end of season party at the start of the season. But basically, Wasps hired their own PI to go and investigate it. He sort of determined that there wasn't really that much to it, and it was kind of all brushed under the carpet. But then the Mail obviously decided that there was something to it, and have conducted a, what, three- or four-month investigation to uh, determine that there was... Well, there there certainly seems to be some, some interesting behaviour that's gone on there there certainly does and it, obviously the male were not happy with the boys will be boys defence which is obviously what wasps came up with but um, yeah and I think to be honest it's not, for all of the sort of pearl clutching won't somebody think of the children about what actually went on which is thoroughly unpleasant shit but the sort of thoroughly unpleasant shit that you would quite often see at horrendous rugby club social I've things. been to some I've been very near to some very dark things going on in rugby. Exactly, and I think teams. any of us who and I look rugby. back and yeah, it's still yeah. There are some things that still make me feel uncomfortable when I awake when I <laughs> wake in the night. Sometimes, <laughs> even now, and I don't yeah. mean like you know sexual abuse. I don't mean anything, but just just you know nasty stuff. But the yeah. thing that for me that was really unpleasant was that, and the thing that I think is is the actual problem more so than the shit on the decks or whatever anyone did with a beer bottle. It's it's just the fact that they appear to be absolute dickheads to the help. Yes, and, and that's that completely is, out of order. The only one who comes out yeah. of it with even a modicum of credit is uh, is it Sam Jones. Yes, the young who, flanker, who actually the decency emailed to the next day to say, I apologise on behalf yeah. of everyone for what they've done. Because there's always that one in a rugby club, isn't it, who's like the vaguely sort of sensible one who has <laughs> yeah. to ring up the next day and say, 
Look, I'm really sorry it got out of hand. Um, yeah, it won't happen again. We, we're really, we're not like that at all, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that was basically what he was doing. Yes. But the fact, yeah, I don't care what what went on in terms of antics. That's you they're know, doing that unpleasant. to each other at the end of the day, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. But being dickheads to bar staff and saying unpleasant things and getting in their faces and giving the fucking new do you know who I am bollocks that's just incredibly unendearing on a variety of levels but it seems that the ringleader of it all was the twat meister in chief Mr, <laughs> Mr. James Haskell see I wasn't going to say it yeah, and, and what comes it. out of this uh, we talked about this and then I'm going to say it again I didn't realise that his dad is the commercial director of his company of the James of Brand Hask yeah so he yeah. is basically institutionalised telling his dad on people when things don't go very well. <laughs> He's literally created a corporate structure where he literally goes, I'm going to tell, tell my, my dad, dad on you. Yeah. And then his dad, because his dad had a massive go at the guy for the boat company, didn't he, saying, you should have dealt with me with this. Now you've escalated it to the club and I've never met anybody so stupid in my life. Yeah, well, I saw I read at the end of that that wasps were sort of threatening to report them to the police for blackmail. And various other things. Well, for just saying, so, give me some money back to clean up the shit that you've, you've left Basically, behind. yeah. I don't... I mean, who knows? It's their word against yes. the word of wasps, I guess, and who knows what happened. But, I mean... But, I mean... Whatever happened, Just it think about it for a good, minute, right? Haskell and his dad must sit in a room to decide how to brag about him to the world even more. <laughs> that must be how those meetings go. And we wonder why he is the way he is. Because he's yeah, basically in many got... ways he didn't have a hope, did he? Well, no, because his dad just obviously tells him he's fucking brilliant. Somebody once said about Michael Gove, don't they? That somebody just told him he was clever once, and he still believes it, sort of thing. And I think it's kind of <laughs> that's 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 where we're at with Haskell. I think. I think that is basically it, isn't it? As yeah. utterly terrifying as it and is. Before, if James does get wind of this, and before he wants to have a problem with me again, I would just like to stress: <laughs> I only have one or two cats, and I am very happy with my life. Yes. Before that one gets wheeled out again. Yeah, I just got the one, and I'm, I'm I'm totally fine with my life. It's totally all right. Right. Yeah. That's the bit of news for this week. Is there anything yeah. else you want to cover from the news? No, I think we've more than covered it. Apart from one last thing, Wales won't be able to tell their clubs until tomorrow. Is it whether they're going to be available for something? Have I missed something on that? Uh, one? Yes, Welsh derbies this weekend, and rather than. There's, uh, for some reason, they've scheduled Welsh derbies at the worst time of the season because all of the Welsh internationals are in camp for the Australia <laughs> game and most of them are not going to be released. So we'll have the Ospreys without both of their fly halves and presumably most of their pack as well. Um, we'll take on the Dragons, Sean of their two Welsh internationals. Um, and the Blues and the Scarlets will be going at each other with almost no none of their Welsh players either and we don't some of them might be released but it's just been handled spectacularly stupidly as yes. fucking per normal. as somebody on Twitter said uh, the Welsh football have hashtag together stronger Welsh rugby has hashtag mm. we'll let you know tomorrow <laughs> which I think is yes right let's talk yeah, about this... the European games from the European weekend shall we Josh yes Yes. Do you want to start off with any game in particular? Let me get on to. Um, I think that the one that you kind of have to start with, really, is Munster Glasgow. Yes. Just because, I mean, I I don't know. We need to dwell too much on the background for no, this match because everybody listening yes. will know exactly. Yeah, and everyone said things much more eloquently than we ever could. But like, 
you know, you throw the term like a heroic performance mm. around in sporting circles pretty casually, but I think what we saw from Munster this weekend was actually that. Like, yes, it was just a. Uh, it was incredible. It was befitting like, I don't think of I've the man that they were like um, paying homage to, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It, it just channeled like grief and pride and brotherhood into this. Just it was irresistible. Like they could have been playing absolutely anyone: Saracens, fucking the Harlem Globetrotters, whoever. And I think they would have won. And the fact that they played sixty odd minutes with fourteen makes it even more remarkable. And and just a, as you say, a worthy tribute to. Speaking to of Foley. which. Where do you stand on the Keith Earls red card? Oh, it's definitely a red, I think. Red all day yeah. long. Why were people... What, I think people didn't, why was it either a discussion about it? People didn't want it? it to be a red, and that I get. Ah, the old problem, yeah, yeah. They didn't want it to be a red, because you could see that Earls just absolutely let the emotion and the... Uh, and and yeah. who could blame him, because he must have been an absolute fucking mess, and they all must have been. And he just let it get the better of him, and he overcooked the tackle, and... I don't think Scott, the Glasgow player made the most of it. I just think he dumped him on his head and he got, it was a red. Well, yeah, because his reaction to being sent off was unbelievable. The wag- wagging his finger in the hooker's face. It's like, well, it's not his fault you dropped him on his head, yeah, is it? Yeah, it was that textbook. If if karma heads had prevailed, he could have probably just gone, it's not me you're angry with there, is it? You're angry at yourself. Because, he, well, <laughs> you know, he, you could see that in his head he thought, well, I fucked this now, haven't I? We're going to lose because I... Lost yes. control for a second, and as it was, you know, and I'll be forever remembered as the man who made us exactly. lose Anthony Foley's tribute. And God, match, can yes. you imagine that? But as it was, you know, it just added another twist to what was a pretty fucking remarkable game. So yeah, all well. So the decision well. took forever, and also I was particularly impressed by the longest walk ever <laughs> by a ref to give a red card. Yeah, he literally walked and stood with his nose up against the TMO screen almost to well, see what as was if going was on, like, and then said. Just, Right, and then he, the camera followed him. It took about eight minutes for him to walk to where the guy, was, where Earls was stood to issue the red card. It was oh, incredible. I guess that was the thing, though, wasn't it? It was like, obviously, the emotion of that game affected everybody from Munster to and the crowd to the Glasgow players and coaching staff to the officials as well. And you could just see that he just... The last fucking thing that he wanted to do was give a red card to a Munster player in this of all games. Yes. And, I mean, in fairness, credit to his professional integrity that he looked at the, and he, you know, other many other officials would probably have gone, uh, I'll say that's a yellow and be done with it. And what I am, um, what, what I, this massive discussion about whether it was a red or not, mm. that wherever, always, do you know, I get this impression when I'm sat as an old man with grandkids if I'm blessed to have them and they say, what was rugby like in such a period, <laughs> granddad? You know, like, what was it like in the 70s? Oh, yeah. well, Wales, rip up. What was it like in the 2010s, granddad? What was the, what was rugby like then? Well, it was a lot of watching It was mostly people replays. having yeah. interminable mojo powdering conversations about whether or not people should be sent off for dropping people <laughs> on their heads, basically. that was That's what it just seems to be. That has basically... Since 2011, that has basically been rugby. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing in a nutshell, else to talk about, basically. No. Ugh. Yeah. So, an amazing game, and credit to them uh, for for doing what they did. Yeah. Leicester, massively. very good result was... against Racing ninety two. Yes. Well, can someone please explain Leicester to me, please? Because they don't make any sense at all. Um, 
like last week we thought like I think you could probably question whether they could remember how to yes. Leicester, namely, and this week they did exactly that. And Billy Burns was fucking dreadful last week, and he was very good this week. And they're just like so schizophrenic as a yeah, team. It makes Tony, no sense. And Rassing with Tony Sylvester on Twitter got in touch as part of shit go, but it's very relevant to hear saying, uh, "Tiger's shit, Tiger's good, Tiger's shit, Tiger's good, etc." Just pick your week. It's doing my head in, he said. And then he put a little sad <laughs> face on a rugby ball, which I thought was very nice. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's true, as you said. It's it, the, 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 they are performing in a standard binary setting at the minute. They really are. It's quite bizarre and quite like, it's quite impressive in a way. You could probably start to set your watch by it. You can, yeah. Toulouse Wasps. Um, good game, but yes, what Toulouse have got what the largest budget in the top fourteen, so therefore probably also in the world, and it makes it even more unacceptable that they allowed the pitch to be basically the Somme with less barbed wire. It was. Like, I don't want to suggest that maybe Toulouse have let their pitch go to shit so that they could nullify the threat of Wasps' backs while exposing the lightweight nature of their pack, because that would be... Yes, and the fact that Toulouse's pack looks that. like it's made up of cave trolls. Exactly, I wouldn't say that they you know, intentionally let no. their pitch... Some people be might that. say that, Josh, Some people but might, not, but this, but not this part, they wouldn't say things like that. No, I mean, but it's all fun and games, but Josh Bassett um, <laughs> looks to have hurt himself quite badly. Yeah, that's true. Um because he twisted his knee on that and like I mean it seemed to be the way of things in you looked at that Montpellier pitch as well actually and that was a fucking state you wonder if like they're doing this to promote a certain style of rugby which is mainly fucking massive lads yes. don't worry about the backs and uh, Connacht of course remain the we'll come on to them in a minute but uh, supplies package of that group especially seeing given their first their early season form. Yeah, they've definitely they've started to hit their straps again, haven't they? They they kind of felt like we, we almost we talked about them not having a preseason, and it does kind of feel like now they've had a couple of weeks to actually get into the swing of things. They're looking very much like Connacht again. Yes, uh, Saracens did what Saracens, Saracens do. Gonna, it was actually quite a good game, and Scarlets weren't were more in it than the scoreline suggests, but you can't defend like the Scarlets defend and not expect to get fucking hammered. We were having this conversation this time last year about Scarlets' defence. I'm pretty sure we were, I went to we? find out who their defence coach was and he said something about they need a lot of work, but I see that as an opportunity or something. He said something yeah. along those lines. Opportunity missed, I think. <laughs> well, say. it certainly has been. One year on, yes, he's not quite taken that opportunity up, has he? No, the try, the first try, I can't even remember, the, the young centre who just basically walked through their entire... Not even just the back line, Tomkins. the entire fucking Tomkins, team. Tomkins, yeah. yes. Um, but yeah, it was a game that was arguably probably more significant for the injuries. No marrow for the autumn for England now. Yes. And uh, Liam Williams looking like he's probably out for the autumn series for Wales as well. I'm, so I'm reassured. I'm assuming is marrow because his hand his hand is broke. Is he gonna is he gonna get a Luke Skywalker style hand now? Was that, I, I think was I, that the only I bit. I kind of him, assumed that's what he had anyway. I, well, I think that was, his hand was the only bit of him left that was human. He was like the reverse Skywalker. Been, yeah. <laughs> I just assumed that he was basically the Terminator, and you know it, they just would pop it yeah, off, and peel stick the skin off, weld it back yeah. together again. Yeah. Yeah, Just so keep him away from any smelting factories, and he's fine. Um, anything else yeah. that caught your attention this weekend? Um, Sale versus Toulon was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Yes, um, that was. And again, in that stadium, 
It's like a yeah. magnifying glass for everything that is <laughs> awful about human existence, that stadium. Yeah, no scores in the second half, a total of 31 knock-ons between the two teams, uh, and 33 missed tackles. Oh, I was going to say, I've got well. lots of the missed tackles, but that is a bang. <laughs> yeah, and it was pretty even as well. They both were just a shit. A reminder that Toulon are so, so far short of where they used to be. They are just... Not yes. very good. Johnny Gray, by the way, has not missed a tackle at all in the Champions Cup so far. Well, fair play to Johnny. Like He's literally saving them all up for he plays for Scotland, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there wasn't much else to say. Saints were an absolute shower um, yeah. against a team currently languishing 11th in the top 14, and they got done 41-7. I don't know what the fuck is going on there either. Talk about Leinster. Uh, I know Leinster what's going on. Boundary. I said they're going to break into the playoffs this year. That's immediately what happened. <laughs> yeah, you did, didn't you? That was that was your first mistake. Anything, right there. anything of note from the Challenge Cup? NSI. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I I got into it a little bit saying with somebody on Twitter, as you always do when you're on Twitter. <laughs> let's face it. Um, <laughs> saying basically that this was probably a, a low ebb for the Dragons to get absolutely done in the way that they did, and, and the way that they capitulated was embarrassing. But like. Yeah, Ensire, they've won two games now. Yeah. They've, they've beat Worcester at six ways, and now they've bonus point beaten the Dragons at home. It's not even at home. It's like eight hours flight Why are the Dragons actual... getting worse? <laughs> well, we might come All on to the that time. Shit. Yeah, I think it might have something to do with Kingsley Jones and his scouting network, you know. Yeah, I don't true. think I think that the, what it actually does is just the only people who can be scouted on Skype are fucking really bang average or indeed shit journeyman yes i would does the skype scouting network use to find new jobs as well because he might need that yeah in i mean the future the rugby i'm trying to remember how many rugby coaches get flirted mid-season it doesn't tend to happen does it well no i mean we've had one today haven't we where mike ford's or yesterday rather yeah where ford's but that i mean Solana, the exception Solana, proves yeah, the rule Toulon don't count because Toulon are basically a, a sort of italian football club masquerading as a rugby team yes but yeah it's i don't think they should sack him just because i don't think they could get anybody else because who the fuck would want to coach the dragons at the state they're in at the moment well, there must be some younger decent well, exactly, clubs like, somewhere that you could uh, coaches somewhere that I just need to make that step up because you know the Dragons you're not going to get a massive hard hitter out there are you well Phil Davis is coaching in the Welsh Prem at the moment that's true what's Mike Mullet doing and he, and, yeah, is he well, still at Phil, Mumbles Phil Davis won the Welsh Prem last year yeah like that's he's had success with the Scarlets he wasn't like okay he didn't do well at Gloucester but as Gloucester have proved since Doing well at Gloucester is basically impossible because they're somehow hexed by something far Yeah, even when they were a very power. good team under Dean Ryan, they still managed to contrive to lose. They were like the Claremont mm. Auvergne in the European Cup of the, of the Premiership, weren't yes, they? Yes, but with somehow even less success. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't see why Phil Davis... Like, he could definitely not do any worse than what Kingsley Jones is doing at the moment because, yeah, they sacked Lynn Jones for this, don't forget. yeah. <laughs> they sat what Phil Davis's photocopier worse. contacts like though? Well, that is <laughs> maybe that's what it is. That's the wreck in the whole system uh, here. Maybe, maybe Phil Jones is disliked by uh, he's maybe Phil Davis is disliked by Clarity copiers in some way. Yeah, maybe he's kind of said, "I don't give a fuck about Clarity copiers." At some point, 
Yeah, and that is as far as Welsh rugby goes because That's they a complete are complete no no. <laughs> no. Do you know do you know who's sponsoring the uh, Ospreys uh, Premiership Select fifteen team that's appearing in the uh, British and Irish Cup this year? Is it Clarity Copiers? It, it certainly is, yes. Right. Take a step back while we're on this. What the fuck <laughs> is a select premiership fifteen? Uh, I keep seeing it and going, what's that? It's basically an attempt good good well meaning but ultimately silly to try and create something approaching an a system for the regions so that it's not just a load of kids languishing in the prem playing not very good rugby and then they move up to the regional level so it's basically supposed to be the best of the premiership teams for each of their regions put together in a sort of weird barbarians fashion to play in the British and Irish Cup against the A-teams and the championship sides from England. And by and large, it's going terribly. <laughs> because, it, <laughs> know, because, because they used to let the premiership teams like Ponty and all that play in it, but they decided <laughs> that, not to do that That now. should be the strap line for the entire Welsh structure, shouldn't it? The yes, below, by and large, the below national gone. level structure, Welsh yeah. rugby, by and large, it's going <laughs> terribly. <laughs> yeah. So it is. Oh, um, right. Mm, anyway, what, what were yes. you, we were reviewing, weren't we? Challenge Cup. Edinburgh yes, Harlequins uh, was quite a ding dong, wasn't it? It was a ding, and <laughs> it just speaks volumes to Harlequins. Is just let's not forget this is a team that beat Saracens a few weeks ago. Yes, and they they get outplayed on an attacking rugby stakes by Edinburgh, who looked like they couldn't beat a team of barely organised kittens a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, it just makes no sense. Ospreys, though, fair play. Um, their second ever win in France, and they absolutely mullered Lyon. Which, given that, but that team, people go, oh yeah, of course. But that team was one of the worst Ospreys teams on paper I have ever seen. Like, okay, it had Sam Davis at ten and Dan Lydiot in it, but everybody else were players that you couldn't have picked out of a police lineup, and. There was no reserves. Justin Tipperick played at centre at one point because there were no centres on the bench, Ooh, which was have, both... Have the Welsh viewing public noticed? This will be the... No, because it wasn't televised. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it happened. For, for 10 minutes at the end of the game, Justin Tipperick oh, played the 12. the mythology that's going to build up around that I now. Know, he played 10 minutes there. against Leon and he controlled the game. It'll become <laughs> the greatest performance you've ever seen. Yeah. Or ever not uh, seen is what it will become, yeah. No, and the reserve 10 was Josh Matavesi, who might be... Who, is not a 10. No. But this is the problem that... And yeah, and somehow they absolutely dicked a team that's like 8th in the top 14. Uh, yeah, it makes no... I was genuinely shocked by it and it probably will go down as one of the most... One of the weirdest wins ever. Like when the Ospreys... Basically an Ospreys A team beat Australia a few years ago with players like Jason Spice in the team. Which still confuses me, Jason like Spice. seven or eight years later. Anyway, yeah, um, yes, but there was only one real result that mattered this weekend. There was, uh, as Matt, uh, there is only one result that matters every weekend. Let's face it, and I've got it in my little Ultimate Rugby app <laughs> with little notifications and everything, so I can keep track of it. And that is, of course, the mighty zebra shit watch. Indeed. Uh, it speaks volumes when you think to yourself, Zebra really are plumbing new depths of shit. 
given everything that's happened in the last few months. But yeah. shipping 50 at home to Connaught might be a new low. Yes. And, and also proof positive, actually, that the, when that league game between the two got called off for a monsoon when Zebra were in the lead, that was just the universe maintaining the right and natural order of things. It's like, no, 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 this cannot happen. This We will say goodbye now. This is a fixture in a group in Europe's premier competition. Yeah. And Pat Lamb knew it was fine to bench Alton Dillon. Yeah. To, you have a rest. Even though we're playing yeah. in Europe away, you can yeah, have a rest it's against something. this shower. Yeah. It's well, absolute it's... madness. I mean, no, I mean, what benefit is there to anyone with the continua- continuation of this nonsense? Well, exactly. I mean, I said this. I don't mean happened. this feature. This feature is one of the greatest no. pieces of yes. media ever created. I mean, the terms of Zebra being in... Well, just Italian Club. Italian rugby in general is, is starting to... And you pointed this out on the blog. Look, they've got... A minus 110 points difference after two fucking games. Minus 113. 113, They've got sorry. minus 110 in the league, in the Pro ah, 12. Right. yes. After five games. They're doing much better in the Pro 12. <laughs> they are doing much better in the Pro 12. Uh, shows the step up in competition, doesn't it? But, I mean, it's absurd, isn't it? And there's no way that they should be playing at this level. It's arguably they should be even be playing at Pro 12 level. I put this on the. I obviously put the piece on the. the, the I did a piece on the blog at, at uh, bloodandmud.com. If anyone wants to have a look at it, analysing this and asking the question about what's the point. But I put this on on Facebook, and somebody came back on Facebook. He was a Zebra season ticket holder. Oh, fair play. And fair play. He said it's his local team, and he goes, and that's fine. And he was upset. That I was describing it as shit because he was saying, <laughs> "Well, they're not shit because they're the thirty. If you look at it, they're the thirty-fifth best team in Europe." Which is because which is not shit. Which I'm I'm assuming it means they're the bottom of all the elite leagues in yes. Europe, I suppose. Uh, which okay. is, which which is fine, but that means but then you're not comparing apples with apples, really, are you? Because you're no. obviously forgetting the fact that you know Tondi would probably beat them. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And it's well, you've only got to look at Ense, you know, yeah, who would presumably not be in that thirty-five. But I bet you if they were playing against Zebra tomorrow, they would probably win. And and also, there's a big gap between the 34th and 35th best teams in Europe, which are, let's it's face also, it... It's also magnified by their protected status. That's what the problem is. If they were just simply shit in the bottom of the league, I think everyone would go, fine. You know, it's the fact they don't get relegated. Yeah. they get an, And this is, could be their Motorviso, really. They get an automatic place in the Premier competition at the expense of usually, let's be honest, a Welsh team. Yeah. Um, which you know, if you're one-eyed and Welsh is bad, but actually for rugby it's bad. I made a yeah. I made a mistake in the piece. I said the Ospreys would have got in, but actually it would have been it would have been the Blues based on last year's yes. table. Yeah, it was. And they'd have been much better value in this in this group as would the Os- Ospreys. Yeah. Well, the Ospreys sent out a third team to Leon. And won by you know twenty odd points away from home. Mm. Of course they'd be better value. You, they said you know they they had no Alan Wynne Jones, they had no Dan Bigger, no Reese Webb. You know they had none of no. You know they just didn't yeah. have any of their good players, and they still won away. Imagine Zebra sent a third team to somewhere in Europe, anywhere in Europe. They get a fucking hundred points put on them. I do think that the guy on Facebook who commented—it was a very nice guy, by the way—I think he's got a bit of Stockholm syndrome. I did point out point that out to him. <laughs> that as a season ticket holder and being near it every week, he's lost all perception of what it what it's like. He probably has a little bit. Um, yeah. So uh, 
speaking while we're on the Cuthbert police on Cup, which is what this is, mm. which Zebra have once again magnificently yes, retained. Yes, so it's it's forty five days now since Zebra took possession of the CPC, and uh, one hundred and seventy one days since they last won a competitive game. So. Yeah, and while we're on the CPC, uh, the other part of that name, Mr. Pleason, was part of the stab team that absolutely thrashed a, Ru- a second-rate Romanian side at the weekend. Yes. Man of the match yes. performance, playing, I believe. Playing 12, though. Oh, He's not to be the trusted. New, the new 12, I'm going to talk about this in a minute, the new 12s. I think uh, we need 10 to... is the new 12. Well, there's th- talk that Guinoves might stick him at 12. Of course. He'll have him at 12 and that massive lump of shite Jonathan Dante outside him, probably. <laughs> Imagine what a centre pairing that's going to be. Oh, that would be magnificent. There's talk that he might have, what's his face, Camille Lopez at 10, uh, police on at 12, and then uh, Fafana at 13. Vaca Tower at number 8. And Vaca Tower at number 8. <laughs> oh. Fiku's yes, looking uh, quite good. Yeah, I've. I've Ever since he burst I kind of forgot scene, I've, he, I've had yeah. I've loved Gael Fico and I've really wanted him to come yeah, good me too but yeah no <laughs> but yeah he, he must he's got to yeah at least attempt to fulfil that potential yeah. at some point everyone went ooh when he did that like a couple of yes. runs didn't he he was like ooh look yes. at this when he was like 18 yes. and then nothing not, not yeah. a fucking thing it's, but now it's he's a very back. cautionary tale for people who are getting very excited about Gary Ringrose that is by the way because yes. Gary Ringrose also looks very, very good. Lovely. That was one of the other takes from this weekend, actually. Gary Ringrose, very good. It's but that yeah, lovely eating. ghosting running style he has. The oh, kind of languid, really yet speedy running style. He makes really good decisions as well, which is always encouraging. There you go. That's the review of the weekend, and that was shit watch. Now, we're moving mm. on to our, uh, new, our new feature, which has been running for a few weeks now. I don't second that emotion, which asks Indeed. you to... Do you have anybody you either irrationally like or dislike when you're not supposed to? One way yes. or the other. So somebody you should like but you don't. Uh, we had the absolute horror, horror of the last one of somebody saying they didn't like Shane Williams, which I've still which not I'm quite still got over. a little bit upset about, yeah. But anyway, we have had somebody this week saying that they like well, Austin Healy. See... Now this is this is Everest. Yeah, well, basically, isn't let me, like we said that this was one of our examples of things we couldn't imagine happening. Let me and give yet. yeah. Let me give you the case of the defence. Listener, bloodandmud.com podcast listener Adrian Donahue got in touch, and he writes, "I have a confession. It shames me beyond belief. At least he knows where he is in this. At world. least, yeah, I mean, he understands where he, where he should be. I yeah. like Austin Healy as much of a." <laughs> <laughs> yes, as much of a grade A tool he is, I can't help it. In 2007, while holidaying in rural Normandy during the World Cup, I ventured to the nearest town to watch France versus Ireland in the group matches, assuming the town would be buzzing. Um, but nobody was there because it turns out in northern France, nobody's bothered their hoop at all about rugby. They don't care. <laughs> so that was quite disappointing. Anyway, after trying a number of bars, I eventually persuaded a barman to turn the TV on so we could watch. After a while, a few Irish folk wandered in and joined us, followed by a busload of tweed-wearing, range-roving, driving Twickenham types, and the bar was bustling. I was speaking to one of the English supporters at the bar who asked if I was going to England Samoa the next day. I wasn't. He asked if I wanted some free tickets for the next day. All I had to do was drive three hours to Wren, where his friend would meet me and give me the tickets. Bracket, bullshit, I thought. Close brackets. The next day, I rang the guy from the bar, who kind of remembered the conversation, confirmed the story, and so off I went. Three hours later, I'm at the stadium, and his friend came over to hand me the tickets, three rows back from the halfway line. Guess who this friend was? Well, Austin Healy. 
who was exceptionally nice and gave me free World Cup tickets. I know he's a prick, but free stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's basically bribery, isn't it? Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not at all convinced by this entire argument Adrian's putting forward. No. Here. I know. However you like to do it, indoors, outdoors, in the gym or playing the field, you know that being fit comes with benefits. At Lifestyle Sports, we have the sportswear for you. Brands that turn you on. Innovation that gives you the edge and no strings advice. So you can choose life with benefits. Style with benefits. Sports with benefits. Your life, your style, your sports. At lifestylesports.com. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. He's a cock, but he once gave me some free tickets, ergo, he's all right. Yeah, Yeah, no, he's not all right. Nobody, he blatantly just didn't have anybody else that he could give. He has no friends. That's what that says to me. I mean, none of this convinces me in any way, shape or form (laughs) that his picture doesn't belong alongside the seaward in Roger Pfannosaurus. You know, know, the man is the biggest arsehole on the planet. (laughs) And And no amount of free tickets... Given no, to somebody like, who's driven three hours, he's, is going to sort that out. Just because he's bribed you with free World Cup tickets that he didn't even need and he couldn't sell or give away. He's legally not allowed to sell them because he'll get done for it. So all he can do is give them away. And even his friends didn't want to come and sit with him. So he had to ask a stranger in a bar. <laughs> via another friend. Via another friend because he can't, he can't actually deal with other human beings on a one-to-one basis. So, Adrian, we're sorry to tell you that, you know, in terms of our judgment, that is, it's, it's not enough. I appreciate no. your, your view, and I appreciate... You've what, got... It's good that you've, he's done a nice... Well, he yeah, hasn't done and I'm nice happy thing. you had a nice day. However, yeah. um, no. You've just been bribed by... You've basically been seduced by... An evil leprechaun. His, yes, which is a perfect analogy for him, as I can imagine, really. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. I don't second that emotion. If you have anybody that you want to not second that emotion on, like Austin <laughs> Healy yes. or anybody else, either you like or you love and you can't explain why. Yeah, again, I mean, let's face it, he's just set the bar. I, mean, I thought he'd set the bar quite very high, but really, like, this is for things that you feel deep in your heart. This is not for <laughs> somebody once bribed me with some free shit and so I don't have quite as negative an opinion of them as I normally should. Yeah, that that's not and, that's you know, not emotion. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm respecting Absolutely that. That's not. fine. I, I got some shit off all, him. I don't mind the guy. That's yeah. fine. But we've it's not enough for this. We've talked about it's how not... we are more than susceptible to bribery on this very podcast. Oh yeah, like, if, if like, Haskell yeah. offered me a box of protein drinks, I'd snatch his fucking hands off. Absolutely, of course you would. 
But you'd you... be hench as fuck. <laughs> but... I'll be pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if somebody wants to bribe you, that's fine. But don't expect us to get on the train with you if we haven't likewise been bribed. Unless, one, I'm unless one of the tickets is going spare, then we will get yeah, on the train in with which you. Case, I will yeah, anyway definitely. to an England game. Josh may not, but I would. Uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't, to be honest, but yeah. So there you go. I don't second that emotion. Thank you for getting in touch, Adrian. We've had a pop at you there a bit, but you know it is what it is. But thanks for getting yeah. in touch with us. And anybody else who does want to get in touch with us and have us mercilessly judge why you like or don't like somebody, then basically yes. at Blood and Mud or at Josh Gardner, or you can even do the email or go via the Facebook pages or anything. Yes, really. Smoke Indeed. signals, anything. Our, our DMs are open in case you don't want to admit it publicly. That's fine. Yeah, you can DM if it's a secret one. You can email me as well, which is what Adrian did because it's quite a long one. Yeah, well, it's not like you'd want to admit that shit publicly, was it? No. Well, I mean, he has done it's now. On the Sorry. It's on, on the record, record now. now, but yeah. yeah. The internet will never die. It's there forever. <laughs> right. So, let's move on to the shit good ratings from the past let's. while. And it is uh, with great esteem that we start with uh, the good. Owen Farrell, I'm starting with. Yeah, he seems to have upped another gear. Like, Which is weird, because he's been out for a while. You think he'd be at least easing yeah, his way think... back in a bit. But, but no, he is bang into form and look like his passing seems to be getting better every like week because that was always you know the thing that he struggled with was his distribution and his ability to sort of play flat and all that stuff but he seems to be imp- like obviously he's a very dedicated very hard working mm. guy mm. and so is Jamie well, he's, he's, he's like Jamie Noon with either better trainers or, and I mean the person who trains him, not the shoes. Um, yeah, well, not like he's got pumas on, yeah. Yeah, it's got Jamie Noon. I can't imagine Jamie Noon just training in some like old white daps, though. Well, yeah, you can because be well, when you don't have when you don't change direction, you don't need anything no, else, do you? you don't need, he basically could have just had some rails. Yeah. Like a sort of here's here's a bit of a trivia question for you because I um, there was a piece on on on, on Farrell Junior in the Guardian today. Do you know? Can hmm. you remember what year he made his Saracens debut in? <sighs> Guess top of your head. When do you think it was? It's probably quite a while ago because he was like eighteen or nineteen, wasn't he? He was seventeen. Yeah. Fucking hell! Really? Yeah. He was. It was in. So, a, it was in a, uh, whatever it used to be. The Anglo Welsh Cup used to be called hmm. LV Cup thing. He replaced so the, like he, he replaced his dad. Off oh, the bench. Fucking hell, yeah, I remember that, actually. Was that, like, 2007? 2008, 2008 yeah. 2008 oh. years ago. So when you think about it, right, he's what? Is he 20, 26, 25 yeah. now? 25, 26, I mean, yeah. he's stupendously experienced, isn't he? Yeah. And yet he's still got at least... Given that his abilities are not necessarily the athletic abilities that mm. will start to wane in a couple of years... No, he's got. He could play for another five, six yeah. years, maybe even more. And his defense is obscenely it's good. It's so it's, good. He's he is the best defensive ten I've seen since Wilkinson. Yes, and that is no small praise, to be honest. And yeah, I think he showed on the weekend against the Scarlets his his distribution, his attacking game is getting better. He's obviously seen that. He can't get the ten shirt with Ford there because Ford is mm. obviously a more natural passer of the ball, and you know he might never be as good as Ford, but he fucking works hard, and you can see that he's probably spent every minute that he's been injured working on his passing game yes. and working on his distribution, and 
you've got to admire him for that. You have outstanding player, outstanding player, and even with his, I think he just cares too much sometimes. When he loses his rag on the field because he's yeah, because you know he's ace. What have you got? that's good. Um, we kind of have been avoiding talking about it because it's boring now, but it kind of needs to be said. The All Blacks. Oh uh, yes, okay. Like, like what's the you know. You've got to say, like, and as achievements go, 18 consecutive wins is silly. Do you know what the average winning margin was over those 18 tests, by the Ooh, way? I'd say low 20s. More. Oh, go on then, don't know. Well, the average score was 41-14. Jesus Christ. That's not winning, that is fucking hammering people. Yeah, everyone. games on the trot. And that includes a World Cup. And yeah. playing in the in the toughest international rugby competition in the world. Yeah. It's comical. It's genuinely comical. They're remarkable. And they've like Good. changed an entire team halfway through that, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Virtually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't it's... want to bang on about it, do you? But Jesus You Christ. don't want to, but it, the, because it's a little bit depressing for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, there's like... just yeah, the great black nightmare just consumes us all. It's like no. Saracens up here. They both wear black, don't they? You're just enveloped by this black awfulness everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was at the I was at a Canterbury All Schools event thing last week, and uh, which is where they get. It's a very, a very worthy thing that Canterbury does, where they get loads of school kids who schools that don't play rugby Mm. to basically come in with Canterbury and they design their school's rugby kit as a way to, and then Canterbury make the rugby kit for them and they start a rugby team. It's quite a nice little thing. Yeah. But it was very. I noticed that like there was like five or six schools and they were all they for schools around London sort of various like you know different backgrounds in terms of like where they were from and sort of the poshness of it and all that sort of stuff yeah. and I think it was like four of the five schools despite the fact that they had no their color, their school colors weren't black the shirts that they picked were black and Say them all. Well and I was like we want to be intimidating and also because of the all blacks and it was like well there we go. There you go, yeah. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> All blacks, intimidation, there you go. Yeah. Speaking of um, black-coloured shirts, but not all black-coloured mm. shirts, the uh, Kyle Eastman was good for me. Yes. And again, it seems to be part of this transformational 12 shirt at Wasps. You mm. have Jimmy Gopeth becoming this 12 with a bit of pace that none of us knew about, which was great. Nope, and, did not see that coming. No, and then you've got Kyle Eastman, the... Crash ball merchant. <laughs> it wasn't what I ever expected. Five foot seven, Carly. Oh, I mean, he's in the nice stuff yeah. in his hands, but yeah, yeah. he's he's like smashing yeah, the ball and up. It's worth remembering. Kyle Eastman is five foot seven, and probably weighs about eleven yeah. stone, soaking wet. He was, he was dynamically smashed and make punching some he holes was, up there. Yeah, I mean, he's always been quite a big lad. Low centre like, of gravity. Always looked at Sort of looked like a weird little muscle hamster thing, like a sort of if you shrunk one of those like really massive looking kangaroos to like yeah, uh, yeah. But one of those really massive looking kangaroos. I don't know where where I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know where I was going with that. I just had that image. You know that image of that kangaroo where he's like flexing his, and you're reminded that kangaroos aren't all hoppy hoppy. They're actually like muscle bound, roid rage lunatics. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, fair play to him. There's something about that Wasp 12 shirt does seem to have magic in on it. The, on the Twitter, I asked for any good nominations and the last time that we were on air, 
And John Wynn yes. Richards said, since the last time you were on air, uh, <laughs> Gareth Edwards scoring a try versus the All Blacks for the Bar Bars. <laughs> yes, very good, John Wynn. I mean, it was a good try, though. It was a great try. But yes, we've had a lot of nominations for shit for being me and you. Yes. Yes. Which message received there, I think. I give it out. I'll take it as much as I give it out. Yeah. Um, other goods for me, um, Keelan Giles, who I've mentioned yeah. before, but um, he's now made three appearances from the Ospreys, two starts, and he scored six tries. Uh, yes, Dave Garrick on Twitter also agreed with you with Keelan Giles, and so did Tom George on Twitter. What I did like about what Dave Garrick said, it was a typo, but it, it, it gave a very interesting image in my head. He said, Keelan Giles looking like he'll partner North for Wakes for the next five plus years. <laughs> so I have this image <laughs> of George North and Keelan Giles going around to funerals. <laughs> See, I, I I naturally assumed you meant like the Wakefield Trinity Wildcats in Rugby League. It was like, is it the 90s again? That would be well, awful. No, going to wakes um, together. Yes, they're just going to wakes together. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I'm oh, assuming you meant wakes. You know, like when you get to a certain, yeah, when you get to a certain age and like all your mates start yeah. dying, you know, you do need like a wake buddy to go to Or all they could be doing it like Will Ferrell in Wedding Crashers when he becomes a funeral crasher. Yeah, they're just trying to pick up. They're just trying to pick up. Yeah, ladies. but. I mean, no, I think he meant Wales, and I think he could be right. Yeah, probably. Basically, did. yes, I think he, he based that. If you haven't seen his hat trick for against Leon, they're all really good tries, and you don't want to put too much expect, expectation on the kid who, let's face it, is barely old. Let's enough do to it drink. anyway. Fuck but, it. Fuck it. If I would be, in, I'll just say I would be interested to see what Shane Williams thinks of him because that blend of pace and stepping and his knack for. He's got magic out of nothing, and he's tiny mm. as well. He's like five foot seven and twelve stone. Oh well, it does. I forgot it, that bit. That means he'll never get picked by Gatland. Well, he's yeah, already, that's the thing. He got picked oh, in the yeah, summer, didn't he? So, the next one yeah. after him was a bloody cardigan Welsh corgi. That's that's all that was left. <laughs> True, but you do. He's just a special kid, like really special, and the pace on the lad. God, it's yeah. I'm very very excited about what he's going to do in the next couple of years. But then I've been here again. I was very excited about what Tom Priddy was going to do. Ugh. And it turns out it was go to the Dragons and be shit. To be fair, he did make his Wells debut when he was a fetus, Tom Priddy. So Yes, he basically was... they just cut the cord. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, uh, more off Twitter. Good young... Uh, Bob McIntosh got in touch. Hello, Bob. Thanks for getting in touch. At Blood and Mud. Mm. Said, um, young guys at Edinburgh. Bradbury, Watson, Hoyland, Kinghorn. Looking forward to watching Ed- Edinburgh again. Feels weird. I bet it does because they've been quite unwatchable for <laughs> large parts of the last year and a half. Yeah, and I, I can see yeah, where it's coming from. They, it's not perfect yet, but there is seeds of hope there, I think. Yeah, I mean, given the sort of disruption they've had with dumping their coach and everything this season, it's you've got to, it's an impressive effort to beat a team as star-studded as Quinns, even at home. Beaker on. And Quinns just continue to Baffle. confound yeah. me in a variety of ways. Uh, Beaker yeah. on Twitter also got in touch and mentioned Hamish Watson from Ad- Edinburgh, always causing havoc and mischief, mm. great game against against the Quins. Yeah. Um, my other one is, uh, I'll try and pronounce this right, Tyler Bleyendahl, the uh, Kiwi 10. It almost seems per- like a bit churlish to pick out one player in what was about the most heroic unified team effort you could possibly imagine for Munster. Um, but given that he joined Munster in 2014 and it took him nearly over a year to make his debut because of injury. Um, 
I think he's probably owed a little bit of kudos, and he was really fucking good on Saturday. On Saturday, and it looked like Munster might finally have that ten that they've been looking for since yeah. oh Ronan O'Gara. Because Christ knows, Ian Keatley ain't going to cut it, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and JJ Hanrahan can't even get a game for Saints right now, and Saints are yeah. kind of speaking dreadful. of Saints. Tom Dare got in touch on Twitter and said, "Shit, a strong Saints fifteen." Getting proper Max Mo's lead by a castricide which featured Rory Cocotte and a Gouja. <laughs> Rory Cocotte. I'd forgotten about Rory Cocotte until I saw that tweet. Yes. And his Popeye and forearms. Yes. And just remember when he played for France? Yes. And they sort of and they kind of were awaiting him like he was going to be when he was waiting to qualify in residency. They were like, "Oh, Rory Cocotte will be, he'll be qualified at the end of the year." And then he played for France about twice. Everybody realised that he wasn't cut out for Test Rugby and he's never really been heard from again. Do you remember when he joined Toulon for like 10 minutes and then suddenly <laughs> backed out and went back that to That was cast. probably sensible, though. That's probably one of the, de- I mean, the only decent was. decisions he's made in three years. Yeah, arguably, yes. Yeah, anything else from you? Uh, um, Charles Piatow, uh just because he's now literally the only attacking thing that Ulster have... Like I, I know I've called them the best backline in fucking Hext. Europe. Hello, thank, well done me. <laughs> but um, literally all they've got now is like Pierre Town's moments of individual brilliance, which are brilliant. Don't get me wrong, but like, and if you've got to be reliant on one player, it might as well be one of the best players in. He Europe. is astounding, isn't he? Um, yeah, I mean his his break for that set up the only try of what was a fucking dreadful game against Exeter was beautiful. Um, but he does that shit every week. It's kind of common garden, isn't it? Tom Tom Pollock got in touch on Twitter and said, "Good, some you've already mentioned, uh, Nick. What me play? I guess so. I've got my boots. If me, I mean, are you sure? Beats three defenders. Try Tompkins. <laughs> I maintain that was a lot more about the Sar- uh, the Scarlets tackling than it We've was. Still got to be him. scored. Yes, very, and he is a young man and doesn't get many opportunities. Score. So fair, yep, fair play to him to talk about taking your chance when you get it. Um, what have we got that shit? Uh, Oliviero Fabiani, uh, the zebra hooker. Uh, we've been talking a lot about biting in rugby over the last months or so, but after all the massive hyperbole around Ashton's ban for it, um, you've only got to look at what he got the red card for on Sunday to see that there are degrees of biting, and that was <laughs> yes. just very much at the bad end. Like He opened his mouth full wide and was like attempting to like bite through Quinn Rue's forearm, it looked like. It was just the yeah. There were no extenuating circumstances. There's no possible excuse. I don't know how long he's going to get banned for, but I assume it's going to be a very long time. Yeah, Tim Colton got in touch on Twitter and said, "Shit, the zebra biter is going to get a long ban." We agree. And also, he said, "And you, and Something you." So basically, <laughs> shit this week for him is a bloke who like maims somebody and me and you for making him yeah. wait a few days for a pod. Tough I mean, crowd. Therein Tough lies, crowd. Therein lies the problem with the internet right there. You give them everything for free and they just start expecting things. <laughs> they expect you to they actually deliver things. You. Good God. <laughs> um, um, other shits for me. Uh, Matthew Bastero. <laughs> How is he still playing top flight rugby? Like, he's not even pretending that he's putting down the fork when he leaves the field anymore. <laughs> it's like, he's gone from... He was always podgy. And then at times he was chunky, but now he's basically corpulent. Yes. He's, he's a like, very fat man. Since 
He's just proper fat now. There's not even. It's not even like yeah. he's just got a lot of puppy fat around the face, like a lot of players. Like he's yeah. just a proper fatty, and he was absolute dog shit. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was a dreadful game, but he was like a ship's anchor on that too long back line. He, well, I mean, it's just fitting because he's about the same size as a fucking ship's anchor. He looks like a he looks like but, a session bass player. Whenever you see a. a, 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 a <laughs> R&B act or something on the telly there's always a very large black man with the bass tuck, tucked under his chin playing in the back in the background yes. and that's basically what he looks like with now. generally with generally a dreadful haircut which is now he's he's paired that with some bleach blonde dreadlocks <laughs> just to make himself look even more yeah like a professional I don't think athlete. he's a very well you know man Bastro and I mean that and I'm not no, joking I, I mean that proper, I think he's I think not a well man he's got man. proper issues I think I mean, you've only got to look at what happened to this start of his France career with the whole making up yeah. that he got assaulted he's obviously he headbutted a glass issues. table didn't he basically when he was pissed yes, that was kind of... he, yeah I mean he's obviously got some pretty big issues but like basically since Guinoves decided that he didn't want his 13 to be fat and slow he's just kind of gone oh well fuck it and it does happen but yeah has players, picked Jonathan you know. Dante <laughs> yeah so none of that then. makes any sense either <laughs> <laughs> Never well, like, change, France. At, uh, never change. You, you look at Julian Surveyor, who was basically dropped by the All Blacks because he liked Burger King too much. Yes. Um, the Piri Weepoo diet. The Piri Weepoo. Exactly. It's not rugby is not without its fatties, but like Bastro is approaching Major League Baseball player who no longer gives a fuck. I am, level of chubbiness. I remember. Um, He's like big. Pappy. I've probably said this before, but I remember what when I lived in Cardiff. I remember watching Harlequins versus Cardiff in some European competition, and mm. Craig Quinnell was playing for Cardiff, who now there there's is a man, man who, who, enjoys who wasn't heavily conditioned, yeah. just heavy, <laughs> and 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 um, and, uh, and playing number ten for Harlequins at the dog end of his career was Gareth Reese, the Canadian guy who properly yes. was like. Pot bellied and bow legged. I don't think he ran the whole time. He was like Andy Good, turbocharged or non turbocharged, whichever way you want to, no, whichever exactly. way you want to look at. He, he had a scrum cap on. And he is. was just waddling around. It was hilarious. <laughs> and they're in those rugby has always had those players in yeah. it, but they're rarely playing a position that is so reliant on and pace. That's what, as the outside centre channel. I'm a rugby league man going back from my family days, and I love it. And a lot of rug- that's what a lot of rugby league fans in particular don't understand about Union. They actually see it as a weakness and a problem that you have these fatties playing because it shows yeah. it's a shit game that you don't need to be fit to play. And it's like, well, no, actually. Because, one, it's part no. of the charm, and two... There are specific positions which are like strongman positions. You know, the world's strongest man people are often a bit chubby. They're just immensely yeah, strong. Just, you, you can't, you can't be that condition. But uh, yeah, it's like when you. I always think it's weird that Die Young went after, like, played for Union for a couple of years and then went to play rugby league. Because could you imagine Die Young playing rugby league today? <laughs> no, like, genuinely. <laughs> Like everyone in rugby league is now built like a winger or a yeah. A, well, they're all, they're all know, the same a, proportion or a just different flanker. sizes. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They're, they're about yeah. Everyone's between sort of thirteen and seventeen stone. Yeah, the and they all they've all either built like flankers or they're built like yeah. wingers or centers, and there's not yeah. much in between. And they're occasionally tiny men, but like 
But yeah, as you say, they all have that triangular yeah. body. Whereas, can you imagine Die Young? Like, look at Die Young. <laughs> like, I mean, he's an incredibly athletic man for a man his size, and he's incredibly strong. But I just rugby league must have been a very different game. In but imagine, imagine how many calories he saves not pulling any expression ever in his face. <laughs> Smiling yeah, I mean, does take a lot of calories, is... and frowning or anything. It does, you know. Yeah, I mean, it does cost more to frown, though, doesn't it, Do they, they say? So but he doesn't frown. He He's just uses... completely emotionless. <laughs> true. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if he was completely emotionless when he read that Daily Mail article. Yes, true. And mm. I wonder how emotionless they're going to but be yes. when they find out that investigation. Anyway, so... Yes. Um, shit, yeah, Skellington so... McBones got in touch on Twitter, which is a fantastic Twitter handle, <laughs> by the way. It Skellington is. McBones and said Marlin Yard's attempt at an up-and-under versus Stad was very shit. I didn't see that game in great detail, so I don't know what he's referring to. I can only assume it was a joke of a kick. Well, Marlin Yard, not famous for his uh, his kicking ability. I think Marlin Yard is a bit plop. So, I don't understand Marlin Yard. I think he's a bit rubbish. I think he's got something of the Lottie Takiri about him, and not just because they both got dreadlocks, in that they're just they're big lumps that will do a job defensively they will they they will run hard but they have very little else to offer yes um good what speak but again talked about the the choice between yard and somebody else uh, christian wade was outstanding again for wasps i just dropped that in yes he was very, deadly every very time good, he gets the ball he? deadly i know he's, he's and, and on that pitch as well to still yeah anything else for well, the wind up section Yes, let me take you on a little journey. Um, I, I'm not sure if you've been following the story of uh, Timoshi Nagusa, the Montpellier nope. winger, but um, he has had what might be either the best or the, I, can't, I don't know if this is shit or good, <laughs> but what's the latest that you've ever been for work? Oh, like, I remember once when I worked as a teenager in a supermarket, I had a shift that started mm. at two o'clock on a Saturday and I slept in. And didn't get into work till <laughs> quarter past three on a Saturday afternoon, when I was seventeen. That's pretty bad. I mean, that is that is a, a teenager's lament yeah. right there, isn't it? But yeah, so Nagusa was actually the top score, uh, try scorer in the top fourteen last season. So very good player, and so presumably in an effort to keep him both happy and fresh, Montpellier said, "Have an extended break over the summer. You know, go Reasonable back to Fiji, employer. recharge That's your nice. back." Yep. Recharge your batteries, come back at pre-season, and we'll be good to go. However, uh, so he was due back, I believe, beginning of August. But clearly, what with Fiji winning the gold medal at the Olympics and everything, it was a very good vibe in Fiji at that time, <laughs> I would imagine. So, beginning of August wasn't quite long enough for him. So, he went AWOL for a couple of weeks, basically. And then he contacted Montpellier and said, Oh, I've lost my credit card. <laughs> I can't afford to pay for a flight home, but I'll be back as soon as I can. As soon as I get a new credit card, I'll be back. Montpellier, less than impressed, obviously, but they were like, good, get the fuck back here. It's nearly time for, you know, get back pre-season, whatever. Season starts, no sign of him. <laughs> Montpellier contacted him, nothing. Occasional posts on Instagram of him sipping drinks out of coconut and playing in touch rugby tournaments, but nothing else. Like... A month of the season passed. No sign of him except more photos of him on Instagram having a very good time. Two months passed. Despite numerous... like They get hold of him right, every couple of weeks. Where are we up to now? Like, yeah, I'm coming. Sort of. 
we're two months, two months into the season now. <laughs> no, oh, not two so, months since he went away. Two months into the season. Right? No, no, two months into the season. So he's, uh, and so they like every couple of weeks he gets in touch and he's like, "I'm coming back," and they're like, "Brilliant." <laughs> and so at this point, they're genuinely concerned about his like mental state or his health or if he's being held hostage, because he keeps saying that he's going to get on a plane and book in a plane ticket and then just not turning up at the airport. So. Two weeks later, two weeks ago, seventy-seven days after he was supposed to turn up for work, um, Nagusa finally touched down in France. Um, so yeah, that's it the best part. Past of three story. months, seventy-seven. It certainly days. does. Three months late for you know work. What I can't quite get my head around is, is that I'd love to be the kind of person that gives so little of a shit. I'd just be too, like, distressed about the whole situation. We're just thinking, ah, fuck it, I'll just turn up when I turn up. That's what talented people can do, you see. Exactly. I mean, he's not the only... Like, there was a couple of members of the Fiji 7 squad who, shall we say, were a bit lax in their timekeeping after the festivities after the Olympics. I think everyone expected that. Three months! Like, you've got to admire his brass neck to just be like, yeah, I'll I'll be back. Literally, I'm coming back soon. (laughs) For three months. That (laughs) is like commitment to it. We've all done that on a night out, haven't we? I'll be back at 10. I'm just having one more pint. Needless to say. Yeah, I'll just... Well, he's done that for 77 days. Good man. Yeah, it's Olympic level, that. Funnily enough, he wasn't in the Montpellier squad for the weekend game. What will Big Vern say about this when he comes in? I imagine Big Vern would have gone out to Fiji and then sort of basically made him swim home yeah. through shark and eat the sharks waters. while he was swimming. Yeah, obviously, obviously, that's for, that's sustenance as far as Vern's concerned. That brings to a close of shit good ratings for this week. As before mm-hmm. we go, let's just do a little trip again into our feature hashtag You Dirty Gets, where we celebrate legendary yes. acts of foul play, either ones that make us laugh or some of them which are genuinely disturbing, like the last one we did, which was Callum Clark knacking someone's arm. Uh, and then there's this one, and I can't work out whether this is funny or genuinely disturbing, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, I think it's a bit of both, and it's also quite timely, because obviously we're in a Lions year. We're in a Lions year. year. Cast your mind back to... Lion's shirt, Lion's shirt is getting announced uh, a week today. I'm very yes, excited about that. Yes, and as we've established, we're happy to talk about shirts. We're not naming sides. Definitely First of not. November, the new Lion's nice shirt, everyone. You can pre-order now, mm. I believe. Can they do you that can. via rugbyshirtwatch.com, Josh? No, they can't. So that so entire plug I just do, led you up do or to don't. was a total waste yeah. of time. Do or, do or don't. It just makes no difference <laughs> to me. And that's Rugby Shirtwatch, by the way, not Rugby yes, Shirtwatch. Not shit. Which which the URL I now should obviously probably camp on. Yes. For search so cash your mind yes. back to 2001 to Alliance mm-hmm. Tour. It's a tour match versus New South Wales in midweek. It's, it is. It's Roland O'Gara getting punched repeatedly in the face by Duncan McRae. Now, um, why does Roland O'Gara go on Lions tours? Because all that ever happens to him is bad things. Yes, or he does bad things to the tour. Uh, yeah, now, or both. Let's be honest. Surely we've always wanted, we've all of us at some point wanted to punch Ronan O'Gara in the face. I will put my hand. You up know, my hand couldn't definitely. be higher. Out no, there, put yeah, your hand I'm up if you wanted to punch Ronan O'Gara in the face. Yeah. You know, I'm probably on at least three occasions you've probably wanted to punch Ronan O'Gara in the face. Probably However, more, yeah. So we can understand that desire. However, the impulse, yeah. You can take things too times. far. Yeah, was it 11 punches? I think it was 11 punches for a reason that I still can't quite fathom why it even happened. They were just on the floor and then it happened. Yeah, and I mean, what was worse, I think, than the 11 punches and the fact that 
O'Gara looked like he was had gone like three rounds with Tyson after it was that what, McRae's mealy mouthed fucking bollocks after it was probably worse than the act itself. Like he did the most unconvincing apology ever and then moaned that he'd been like demonised and vilified. It's like, yes, that's what happens when you behave like a villain. You get vilified. The clue's in the name. <laughs> let's let's have a listen to what the commentators said at the time as this oh, one, as a I replay of these. It's going to be an off, I think. It's already been an off. That's the problem. <laughs> yes, it's gone What's right What's funny off. is when they show in the replay, they say some of the Lions fans are incensed. I think it was Australian fans cheering, you know. <laughs> I yes, think I it think was. it probably was. It's that brilliant they thing were where the commentators go, well, this is absolutely terrible. And everyone's going, yes, yes, yes fucking <laughs> whacking one. Yes, it's the, oh, you don't want to see that in the game. You absolutely do. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's absolutely amazing. While, while we were talking about shirts, that New South Wales jersey, by the way. The oh, two, that is a classic. The 2001, made by classic shirts, I think. New South Wales yes. jersey with the City Bank on the front is an absolute yes. binder, by the way. Yeah, that, that era of Super Rugby jerseys. The uh, every, Everyone in South Wales had the, like... 99-2000 era uh, ACT Brumbies shirt yes. by Canterbury. Literally, there was I, I was watching some Welsh programme that was like a Welsh like drama thing and they had somebody wearing an old ACT Brumbies shirt from that era and I was like, that is that is factual accuracy right there. We um, I played rugby with a lad who was involved with Summer Rugby League up in the Valleys mm. and what's, what's the the Valleys area is, is Ronda Cun and Taff, isn't it? It is indeed, yes. And they were trying to name their team, and they were very seriously considering the RCT Brumbies. CT Brumbies. <laughs> That's amazing. They oh, didn't go awful. with it in the end, but oh I'm god, really I wish they, they did. Oh, god. or did they go with it in the end? Does anybody out there remember? Was the I remember the discussion taking place? Did it actually happen? I'll have to look it up. But um, they became the South Wales Scorpions, I believe. I remember that, yeah. They and now the they're the end, South, yeah. Now they're the South Wales Ironmen, and Lee and Lee Byrne is like uh, the chief executive or something. Stupid well, he played like rugby league for well. He was, he was he dual code, wasn't he? I think he was. Yeah, I don't know if he played. I for mean, Wales, he was a reasonable he was def- dual code international. He was no Lenny Woodard. Let's be honest. Oh God, no. But, but which one of us among who among us is? None of us. God amongst men. Let's face it. Uh, yeah, but back to yeah, Ogara, I suppose. Um, yeah, uh, I love the fact that McRae also said that he'd been provoked by O'Gara somehow because he'd just been having a go at him the, and Mac chops in off at him the What I love game. about that is, is that yeah I was provoked so how many punches does provocation actually justify because you can maybe do <laughs> one or two yeah at yeah. what point are you still being provoked when you're at your 11? Yeah, when you're at your 11, he provokes me by consistently any. saying ow <laughs> repeatedly when I hit him. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing that annoys me about his reaction to this. Is like I don't mind shithousery and thuggishness. I mean, we can we can t- you can tell that we both actually find this quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, all pretense is gone now. Yes, it is quite yeah, funny. It was, it was not for, if not if you're in a no. I would imagine, but for the rest of us, quite amusing. But like. When you do something like this, have the decency and self-respect to put your hands up and go, yep, I completely lost my head, I was a complete dickhead, my bad, take it on the chin. Don't try and sort of 
wriggle off the hook with a bunch of unconvincing sir, but he started it bollocks. It's like you're not 12. He also tried to claim that, like, they were having a go at him because, like, Martin Johnson had got banned for stamping on him because he played for Leicester, I think, the season before. Yes, I think so. Something like that. Um, well, no, not Leicester because no. he got stamped by Martin Johnson. Saracens, he I think. For... been at Saracens? He was at Saracens. Yeah, so he got stamped on by Martin Johnson and Martin Johnson got banned for a couple of weeks for it. And he basically claimed that there was some sort of conspiracy to get him banned yeah. as a result. Exactly the 11 the punches. Yeah, and the 11 punches might have played a part in it as well, mate. What I remember about that is, well, you know, have, have you ever taken a physical pace then in your life? <sighs> not. I have. I've been in a fight which I've lost quite badly, okay? I haven't, yeah, I don't think I've ever lost that badly, no. And, uh, and I have. I'm happy to admit that I have. But I did, you know, I did that usual thing for about three days after and convinced myself that I could have won it if only, you know, <laughs> or it was a dirty trick by them which prevented me from doing my fucking Chuck Norris Bruce Lee shit on them or something. But actually, no, yes. I just took a hide off a bloke who was better at fighting than me. And, and, and Rodan O'Gara, which and I'll be honest, is quite a number of blokes, but Rodan O'Gara afterwards was asked, you know, why didn't, he said he was, oh, he was holding me down and he caught me with a sucker punch. And I remember him saying, well, is that what happened? He said, well, yeah, because I'd have defended myself better if that didn't happen. He was literally pulling the kind of, I'd have fucking battered him if, you know, if he wasn't being, if he had like sat on me or I got a, a dirty punch and I fucking leathered him, right? But basically, obviously, you wouldn't have done Ronan because yeah. you're the most... Ronan is basically a scrum-off in a fly-off's body though, isn't he? He's like a tiny, angry man. Yes, but like a Stringer-type scrum-off, not a Mike Phillips-type one. Yeah, no. <laughs> or the Terry Holmes yeah. one. No. So there you go. Another addition yeah. to the You Dirty Get uh, um, bucket of information. Slightly easier to laugh about that one than the Callum Clark one, let's face it. Yeah, even though, prefer... isn't it funny? The Callum Clark one was awful and deliberate and terrible, and we all said it was disgusting. What I forgot to mention when we did that was when you look at the video on YouTube, the first comment after the video simply says, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one comment, just simply says, cunt. Uh, but, um, so... Um, uh, and you know, and then gets loads of thumbs up likes, you know. But it, of course it does. Of course it does. And I forgot what I was going to say now because I've retracted. Oh yeah, sorry. What, we all said that's disgusting, but yet when somebody yes. literally blatantly beats someone's face yeah. in a defensive position, something we that think that's you would equally go to prison for if it happened off <laughs> yeah. a rugby field. But that's rugby people. Some things, yeah. some physical things are hilarious. Yeah. Some are disgusting, and we won't have exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. On that note, thank you very much again, Josh, for another week. It is always we a will endeavour, we will do our best to be back next week at the usual yes. time. Who knows what Same the fucking usual channel. time is anymore? Stick no. a fucking just, pin in a map and hope for the best. You're all subscribed. It'll, It'll appear, appear when we're here. Just don't, don't worry about it. Just, just relax. Somebody actually Enjoy did, your week. Somebody actually did tweet me last week saying, is the pod up yet? And I was like, well, you know full well it isn't. Well, you know, I can see what you're trying to do here. You're trying to jimmy me along with it. You can't jimmy on something that doesn't exist, mate. <laughs> All right, Josh, cheers, mate. See you next week. Well, Goodbye. always a pleasure. Take Bye. care. This year, Leaving Certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. 
Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Sports Social Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.